Good afternoon, morning, evening, or night, ladies and gentlemen. I am Jamie, hosting a uh, as good or bad as they say, our famous series. Joined by my dear bro there, uh, Clay Jensen, signing in. Also known as Alex. Yeah, sorry. Every now and again, I mean, it doesn't really matter which one you do. No, no, it doesn't. As long as you do one of them. Um, yeah, we we've got quite the uh, the controversy. To talk about today, we've got a big chunky topic for this one. Yeah, a big fat topic. So expect to at least what we're aiming for five, six hours on this one. I was thinking more about twenty-five hours, like yeah, the same length yeah. of the game. Okay, that's fair. Okay, yeah. So of course we're talking about the uh, what's a good word to describe this one in terms of what everything like the a video game. Yeah, video game, that'll do. The, the Last of Us, not two, but part two. It's that important to the story that it's it's not... Yes, because it's... It's not uh, the second one, it's the continuation of the first one. Precisely. Right. Now, Alex, why has this game been so controversial? Um, we got to start with square one. That yeah. being the leak. Good place to start. So a few months before The Last of Us 2 came out, eh? One of the most insane leaks I have seen from a video game. The the most I have ever seen. I'm I'm willing to say that. Like the biggest leak. Because yeah. not only it it wasn't just like one aspect, one story beat. It was everything. Yeah, most of the story was leaked uh, before it came out. So yeah. And not not like a typical leak where I remember like Halo Four bits leaked about it, just little story nuggets here and there. But the yeah, and full it cutscenes were available. To exactly, watch. it wasn't a case of um, like a rumor, because I remember before the leaks, um, it was rumored that there was like a religious cult aspect in yeah, the game, yeah. and that was like, will there be? Won't there be? Whatever, no big deal. It's just speculation, mm-hmm. just a rumor. But no, this was full cutscenes. We knew just facts about the story. Yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing you could deny. No. Um, the one thing that was robbed though is the the context of it all. The framing of it was because I saw a bunch of the spoilers and a lot of it was just straight up wrong. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the 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 way we viewed this game was kind of warped from the beginning. Definitely. And. I mean, we had a question from someone on Twitter at Habex Official who simply asked, did the spoilers ruin it for you? And that's a question I've been grappling with because I don't know what my opinion would be on the game if it if it had those surprises there for me that weren't ruined by the spoilers. Because so much of the controversy around this game is because from those inis- initial leaks, the narrative was already kind of set in stone in a way. Yeah. As we saw with the review bombing from day one. And this is why this we spent ages trying to just figure out a way how to frame this video and this conversation because th- this game isn't just a game anymore. Now it's yeah, this whole political side to it. There's yeah. this whole narrative to it which goes incredibly deep in so many different ways. So, so the conversation's kind of been warped in such a way where a lot of the nuance is, is lost. Yeah, there's so much to talk about. There's there's not only all this stuff, um, the leaks and everything, there's the controversy post-leak, there's the game itself, mm-hmm. just like the the facts about the game, and then 
how all the, the controversy, the leaks and everything has affected us. Like um, Mark, I believe. Marky asked, boy. Yeah. Good old Mark player. Yeah, it's it's a strange one because I kind of see both sides. And I know that's such a boring take mm. to be like, yeah, I'm in the middle. I, I see exactly where it is, but... um. This video will be will spoil everything we can think of to do with the game, so yeah, spoilers. Yeah, so if you want to play it, pause this video, play the game, come back, and hear the important opinions. Yeah, the two important opinions. So where do you stand then? Is The Last of Us 2, part 2, as bad as they say? <clears throat> no, definitely not. Absolutely not. Hands down, no. Yeah, I I definitely don't think it's as bad as these review bombings indicate it as being. Um, but I do have big problems with the story. I think it's definitely fair to say it's not what you wanted. Yeah, I think from my read on it is that you like it more than I do. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Because I... I came to the conclusion that The Last of Us, to me, meant something different to what it did to Naughty Dog. Yeah. Um, for me, The Last of Us was not special because of its like zombie apocalyptic universe, which we've seen countless times before. What made it special was the, the new characters they established. Yeah, the story they told. Um, mostly that being Joel and Ellie and the relationship they built over that game. So... I don't think it was too crazy to expect some kind of continuation on that story with the the dramatic nugget being set up and not fully explored in the first game. Yeah. Um, that being the the truth of what happened with the fireflies and all that for those who played the first game and know what I'm talking about. Um, but they kind of pull the rug from underneath you fairly quickly in yeah. part two and establish... Uh, a different a, a totally different feel I would say um, there are points where it feels kind of more like the the original Last of Us yeah but I would say at like a top level it's definitely going for something quite different than the first game it's more about exploring this these themes yeah. Um, whereas the first one was more a, a very intimate character study, mostly about Joel, to be honest. He was the main character. Yeah, for sure. And about where that kind of culminated and this exploring this grayness in, in this choice that I would say a lot of people can empathize with. And part of the discourse at the moment is this this kind of debate about Joel and w whether what he did in the first game was right or wrong effectively and that that was yeah. part of what made the first game so interesting because it didn't have a cookie cutter ending it kind of ended on this vague cliffhanger where you could kind of imagine or assume whatever you wanted based on it yeah and I thought after the end of the first game it was kind of reasonable to assume that Ellie just didn't believe him at all yeah it, it, it seemed clear from that last cutscene in the first game that there was clearly some suspicion there. Yeah. There was a lot. You could you could just tell that it was like, oh, that that's like a new jumping off point for another mm -hmm. story type thing. Um, 
I don't know if I totally agree with you that it's a going for like it's a it's it's not a different feel to me. Um, <laughs> I th- I think it kind of is in the way that I think aspects are totally different. Like the they really hammer home this uh, like music connection between Ellie and Joel. Yeah, for so the sake of um, the ending, which we'll talk about later. But the reason I think the expectation thing is plays a big role, and why I mentioned what I kind of thought The Last of Us was compared to what Naughty Dog clearly thought it was, is that we have to talk about the advertising a little bit. Yeah, and this isn't yeah. this isn't a way to like condemn the game, and I'm still kind of mixed on how I feel about the way they did this but so what they did in the official marketing for The Last of Us Part 2 is they kind of teased Joel as being a, a more integral character in the story than he, he winds up being in the final game um, and it's not a new thing a lot of different companies make or adjust trailers to kind of frame things in a different way and make it look like uh, the story might be going a different direction than it actually is as a yeah. way so you can be surprised when you play the final product. Um, and I don't know if it's just an oversight or they weren't really thinking about the way it comes across, but it, it, it kind of advertises the game as more of a Joel and Ellie kind of story. Yeah, it totally does. And it, I think that is definitely something you shouldn't do when it comes to advertising. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm left thinking... How do they do anything else? They can't reveal that you play half the game as someone else because that's like part of the game, and the, the game is structured around all these secrets. Um, yeah, and you playing it as Abby for this the second half, or however much it is, kind of only works if you don't know that you're going to be playing as her. Yeah, which they do allude to at the start of the game itself. Um, so it's not that big of a shock. Yeah, and also I'm thinking about from that very first trailer, the one where Joel comes into the room while Ellie's playing the guitar. Yeah, yeah. The theories began of like how Joel could be like a ghost or something or he's he's clearly, you know, dead in some way or there'll be something to do with his death. All the theories were about Joel being dying. like dying being or killed being dead. or yeah, it was like the obvious place to take it. Yeah, for sure. Cuz the character was so gray and he had such a yeah, I think no matter past. what way you look at the ending of The Last of Us 2, whether he made the right decision or not, what he did was bad. Like, the amount of people he killed yeah, um, was bad. Um, <clears throat> so that character, I think, it, he sort of had to pay for the stuff he'd done. Like, they, they had set him up as someone that's bad, and in um, fiction bad people tend to be yeah. punished. Yeah. It made sense, um, and I think it's what everyone expected in some form. However, it's the it's the execution, I believe, to be the problem. Um, I feel like this is where we just have to kind of just get into it with uh, kind of going through the major characters yeah, and, yeah. and the story. Because, I mean, let's be real. It's the story people are talking about, not the game. I, I really feel like... Like the gameplay, sorry. I really feel like if the... If the story was what... I don't know, what people were expecting a bit more. Um, and I'm not saying that's a good or bad thing necessarily. 
everyone would be happy with it. You know, yeah, if it yeah. was what everyone dreamed of and it was and everyone was pleased with it mm-hmm. and the gameplay was the same, I, f- I feel like a lot of people would just be happy with that. Yeah, because a lot of it is improved over the first game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it feels way less video gamey with the moving the ladders around and you know all yeah, the sections from the first every one. Every section that is sort of like that did sort of make me roll my eyes. Like the first thing mm-hmm. you do when you switch characters to Abby, it's like, oh, there's a there's a bin that needs to be moved yeah. to climb over a fence. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously a lot we can talk about with the gameplay, but I feel like it's the it's the story that's more interesting to talk about. Yeah, right yeah. Now. Well, that that's that's the controversial part. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. So this might be the biggest point of contention with the game, the mm-hmm. Joel thing. We've been being around the bush all this time, but the the game practically opens with um, Joel being beaten to death by the new character Abby um, in the most like brutal way you can imagine. Shotguns his his leg basically off. Yeah. Um, then she makes a point of kind of dragging out his death and basically torturing him, smashing his head in with a golf club. Yeah, definitely um, torture. And the the point of the scene is to rob you of a character you have investment, like emotional investment in to force you to be as emotional as Ellie in the moment so you you yeah. feel all the rage she does as a way to you know get you invested in her plight of revenge um but as i say it's kind of the execution of that scene that the emotion that the emotional kind of tone of it reads wrong to me i wasn't i wasn't lost in the moment like with with Ellie, like empathizing with how horrible and horrendous it must feel. I was more just frustrated at the way it all came together, and it clearly seemed like the scene was written in a way where that just had to happen. It didn't feel like a natural interaction. That whole beginning section with all the characters really quickly coming together and really quickly having this conflict yeah, and yeah. kind of skipping I agree. over everything. That, that part is oddly um, paced, and I just want to ask though, you you knew about the spoilers already yeah when you first played um do you think your reaction would have been different to that whole segment had you not um i think i would have been shocked but i don't know if it would have been good shock because it it really reminds me of walking dead where there are those moments where it's all about the shock value yeah i'm thinking my reaction would have been at first that scene i wouldn't have minded and well i mean it would have pissed me off but in the right way yeah but then on repeat playthroughs when you're expecting it that that whole segment just does not work leading up to joel's death right in my opinion okay like like you said the way all these characters have to converge in a really awkward way and like just, they ha- they <laughs> after they beat Tommy and Joel mm-hmm. killing Joel and leave Ellie alive for whatever reason like there's just so many things that have to happen for the setup to even make sense yeah yeah they which I didn't understand the first time playing it, it was over like, well, you're on this like hyper revenge mission why even leave any strands you know like it, it seems so weird you've trekked yeah. across the, cr- the country for this it, one reason it should seem so obvious to them as well because from Ellie's reaction um to Joel being killed. Doesn't she literally say something like, I'm going to kill you? Yeah. Yeah, she literally <laughs> does. And and this character that killed Joel has just gone on her own journey knowing how motivated she is 
to mm. kill Joel because Joel did the exact same thing to her. If uh, maybe it's a guilt thing that they left them alive, um, because it, they well that they, they do some of the it, members of Abby's gang are like, come on, we don't need to like that's enough type thing. Well, they're all sort of everyone in Abby's group is like, should we, shouldn't we? And then Abby is the one that says, Leave well, they're all okay with Joel dying, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I Maybe think the majority not as brutally, of them were but... fireflies, and they all agree that he deserved to be killed in like that punishment. Way. Yeah. Um. But it is Abby's choice to leave Tommy and Ellie, and I, I think my biggest problem with it is just the sheer brutality of it. And I have no problem with The Last of Us being this hopeless, violent world. That makes sense. But where it, it, it struggles for me from a like storytelling perspective is they expect you to empathize with this character. Abby. Um, Abby, um, after a certain point. And you already know her. She is defined, and she will always be defined as a character as the, the one that killed Joel. Mm-hmm. And that is such an uphill battle to try and win you back. And I know this is a debated point because for a lot of people, they do think in that that section of the game where you play as Abby that you do, you are kind of won over to her, and they develop her enough to, to kind of complete what the game is going for. Where it's like, hey, uh, the evilness of this universe we're playing with is more grey than it looks and when you see both sides of it everyone is kind of exploring the same space you know everyone yeah. has the the evilness and the 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 forgiveness and revenge cycle of it all is is kind of the heart of it I guess I don't know I, I don't know what to suggest about the Joel thing to make it better because a lot of people agree that the pacing in the game isn't great and the way the story is delivered is kind of muddy. Mm. The way there are flashbacks within flashbacks, the, the scene structure of things where you're getting payoffs for setups like 20 hours later, which, to be honest, I'm kind of conflicted on if it works or not because depending on the medium, that would be okay or not okay. Yeah, I mean, I would say for me personally... um, the ending really works in an emotional. Mm-hmm. Aspect, yeah, because the, those story beats I was expecting to be explored in The Last of Us Part Two with Joel and Ellie are technically in there. That's what's weird about this because after the Joel, the initial Joel death scene, and I was playing it, and you're kind of like, I don't know if I even care about this anymore. But then you get to that first scene, like a flashback scene with Joel and Ellie, and you're like, oh, this is kind of the stuff I was expecting to see. And then you keep playing and you get a few more and it fleshes that side of the story out a bit more. Yeah. And once you finish the game, you do see that story kind of played out. It's just in an order you didn't expect. Yeah, it's it's quite bizarre because often with games, it's putting you in the perspective of a character. And yeah. you're going through everything chronologically. This game intentionally doesn't show you things that the character you're playing as knows. knows. Yeah. But they show it to you in in a way to make it the most emotionally impactful and it's I, that, told like I, a story no it's not a story sorry a, a movie it's told like a movie yeah totally but movies aren't 25 hours long yeah that is it becomes a thing of would this have just been a better movie well it seems more like a tv show to me yeah or a tv show Mini just series. something would would the story they wanted to tell 
be better as a movie or a TV show? Well, what I really enjoy about the story is this idea, and you can clearly see that the whole game is kind of based around this idea of you as the character through means that you see as just enacting revenge for half the game and then it switches sides and you see the other side of that conflict and you see how what that evil revenge-fueled hatred kind of does and how it tears apart a group that is in essence kind of the same as what Ellie came from yeah that's totally not what happens though you know Abby Mm -hmm. doesn't the majority of her story has nothing to do with Ellie um, and that yeah. whole revenge aspect. After Joel's death, it just becomes two separate stories, which then come back together. Yeah, like, honestly, trying to describe the structure is, is so bizarre. It's really strange. Because um, you have your your introduction that ends with Joel dying, then yeah. you have three days... We play as Ellie, and then it goes back in time, and you play for three days as Abby. Yeah. For and the same three days. I think that could... It would have worked a lot more if Abby didn't have flashbacks within her own days. I think if they they emphasized yeah. the sort of remorse and regret of doing what she did to Joel, not just because she killed someone, but because of the way she did it, would have made you empathize with her more. They allude to the fact that the other characters that you're introduced to being Lev and her, um, and his, sorry, older sister, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> they, they allude to her do, saving them as she's got, she, she a, needs to, yeah. like, redeem herself. But do you think, going back to Joel's death scene for a minute, because I'd forgotten to bring this up, do you think it would have been more effective if the death scene wasn't as excruciating as it is or do you think it needs to be that extreme for the story to even work in the first place I think I think it could have been that extreme if they emphasised Abby sort of learning that she shouldn't have done it like that maybe she should have just gone and shot him or not tried to at all Mm -hmm. but when when I came to the end, it didn't feel like she regretted it at all. And when she's like... Yeah, true. When it comes to Ellie's final confrontation with her, she's not like, look at where I am because of what I did. Mm-hmm. I think, <laughs> on paper, I really don't have an issue with a lot of this story. Um, I don't mind the idea of th- this reven- this cyclical revenge thing. However, I just don't think the drama between Ellie and Joel was was fully explored. And yeah, that that uphill battle of just trying to get you to connect with Abby. Yeah. It just, especially with how bad her first day is, it, it really took me yeah. a... I, I really fell onto the gameplay at that point. Once I started playing as Abby, I was like, well... I'm not really into this story, but I'm just kind of enjoying the gameplay loop of this at the moment. So I'm going to keep playing. I paid for this. I want to see how it all comes together. Mm-hmm. And there was a point during the second or third day as Abby where I was kind of getting more into it because they explored a bit more of the world building. Yeah, that that was a really good idea. Um, but also, I, I think I already said, but 
It's, it's the flashback stuff that sort of kills it for me. Yeah, I, I'm not sure what... I'm not sure what I wanted to see out of Joel and Ellie, but the beats were hit in the game. But and I, yeah. And when you get them, I guess my problem with it is the way they come across isn't in an emotionally satisfying way because you already know he's dead. For some, that might be like a nice kind of irony... I yeah, that's no that I that's something I disagree with because um him he needs to be dead for so at the end of the game Ellie essentially forgives Abby and yeah stops mm -hmm. um and then it shows you the scene where she says I'm trying I'm gonna try to forgive you yeah. to Joel um so after learning that. The whole story is about Ellie forgiving Joel for the de the decision he made without Ellie mm -hmm. getting a say in the matter. Yeah, which to me, it that's that's the arc. It's like a smart way of doing the arc I wanted to get from this game. Yeah, of that revelation of Ellie, see, like learning the truth, and then where does she go from there? And this game is is that story. Yeah, it's her forgiving Joel. Mm -hmm. He did need to to be dead, in my opinion, for for that beat to be successful. Because a, lo a lot of people are saying, "Oh, if only we'd gotten the flashbacks at the beginning, then you'd have more context and emotional no, it, kind of investment." Again, I I totally disagree with that. <clears throat> yeah, um, I can't decide because I don't, either way seems kind of clunky to me. No, because the the other option would have been. I suppose you could have shown that at the beginning, like have the whole party scene at the beginning, and then <clears throat> show it again at the end. Because like you said, it's been 25, 30 hours since you've seen it. You you need it's, to be refreshed. It's the such way it, a unique thing. Yeah, and in, in that regard, I quite like it. Yeah, because that, that's what I've been struggling with is most stories aren't like 25 hours long in, in this way and no. I don't think you are expected to play it in one chunk either no definitely not whereas like a movie you are kind of more expected to yeah, but for a TV show you watch it in hour long chunks so I, th I think that's why the, the storytelling is just baseline storytelling people are giving it shit for it's pacing but it's actually quite smart the way they've done it in a way because but, but, the, but it all, the pacing is also kind of fucked though no, the, I think I'm I'm expressing myself wrong. The pacing is bad, but the storytelling is good. Storytelling, specify what you mean by storytelling. Do you mean like the cutscenes? Do you mean the environment, environmental Just storytelling? When they choose to show to give you certain information, like my point with um, Ellie giving her thing about the forgiving Joel. Yeah. If you had that at the beginning, it it would be a throwaway line. I mean, it it, would it wouldn't be, have as much investment because no, yeah, I it gives you the information when you need it, as opposed to when it happened. Well, yeah, I, I went on such a journey with this game. Yeah, because you you play it for a bit, Joel dies, and you're kind of like bummed out, hmm. and you just keep going, and. It does win you over in ways and lose you in other ways. And then, like when I th when I thought the Joel and Ellie thing was just done, 
they give you like a couple moments here and there. And and by that final cutscene, I was kind of like, what is it that I don't like about a lot of this? Yeah. But then I go back and I'm like, oh god, I really wouldn't want to play that bit again. I don't want Honestly, this interaction. I, I might have to play the whole game again to. I, I was thinking to that. truly refine what I do and don't like. But a, a lot of it will come down to. It's like a slamming of the brakes when you change to Abby. Yeah. Like you've yeah, really it feels built like a up to this game. point. Yeah. It's like the end of season one. Now you're going into season That's two. That's a good way of putting it actually. It is like two seasons of a TV yeah. show. Yeah, for sure. And so why are we not okay with that here, but say like Red Dead Redemption, which is what, eighty hours long? Um Red Dead Redemption is a proper open world. This game's linear. Yeah. I think it just comes down to that. If this game was like a true open world, I think the story would have come across way better. Why is that? Um, <clears throat> because with an open world game, a well-designed one like Red Dead, um, I mean, disagree with me, whatever. That's my opinion, bro. Um, it they those games inherently have ups and downs, like moments of like adrenaline and. Mm -hmm stuff happening just all the time and then there's you just exploring the world and whatnot <clears throat> this game it goes like combat 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 slow bit combat 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 right um we also have um <clears throat> structural things like early on in the game there's a fairly lengthy segment where it is a kind of semi-open world section with uh ellie and Dina. Yeah. But that's the only time in the game there's an open world kind of sequence or segment and everything from after that is linear. Do you think that was that like a pacing thing them trying to establish this new relationship with Dina and Yeah, I think a big part of that is just trying to make you like Dina. Because she's one of the most vital characters in the story. Yeah, she is. Um which I don't really have a problem with, to be honest. Um, well, what about Ellie? We've talked about Joel. Yeah. Ellie's... Ellie and Abby are basically the main characters. Uh, uh, this is Ellie's story. Like, absolutely, 100%. But if it's Ellie's story, you don't play as her for half the game. Yeah, it's more like a third of the game. You don't play as Ellie. Yeah, but the, yeah that's probably more fair. What I was fearing with the game... Because I'd heard some spoilers and not... Because I'd, I'd heard Ellie dies. Yeah, that's what I'd heard too. I thought so she died. So I was really fearing that the game would just end with you playing as Abby. And that'd be that. Oh, uh, okay. But when it goes back to Ellie, it that that made so much of it so much better for me. Right. Because that starting as a character and then finishing as that character... Mm -hmm. That makes it their story to me. Yeah, I was I was much more into it the second time you became Ellie. Yeah, definitely. For that last section, I, I was really, like, kind of motivated to go through because I understand what he was going for by then. Mm -hmm. But that section where you are playing as Abby, like, I really had to push to get through that first day because really, yeah. it really felt like it was kind of falling apart for me. Yeah, it felt like the beginning of a new game. It, it's really bizarre. Um, but while the other major story thread is just kind of put on the board and you yeah. don't get payoff for it for <laughs> countless hours. Yeah. It, 
So, do you like her overall arc then? Abby's. It, it depends how no, much. No, uh, Ellie's. Oh, Ellie's. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. So, you, so, how do you uh, grapple with this then? And this bothered me in the story. Her her entire motivation is this uh, this revenge to to kill Abby for what she did to Joel. But in doing so, you go on a, a murderous rampage. <laughs> the likes of which have never been seen. You you go across how many states, murdering how many hundreds of people, which yeah. are established and clarified as being just as innocent as Ellie. Is that part of what they were going for? Do you think? Do you think that's an oversight with like the her whole thing of killing hundreds of fucking people that are all like screaming each other's names while you're throwing, you know, Molotovs on them and they're burning alive, and then. Is this 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 fucking cringe pseudo narrative dissonance thing, or do you think it is actually They're, part of the story? I, I think they gave more thought to it than on the surface level you would give it credit for. Um, the way, the fact that when you're playing as Abby, who is one of these people, then starts killing them as well. Wait, so when you're Abby, when you're Abby, you kill wolves. Yeah, it's like a moment in the story. Yeah. The fact that you do that as Abby justifies you doing it as Ellie way more. Like the the fact but I didn't like the moment when you start doing it as Abby either. It's it's quite abrupt, but it's the choice makes total sense. Like when, Yeah, you understand why she does it. It's just like it's the gameplay thing of like man, I got to kill these people who used to be my like my Yeah. They're, they're never really... They they do a lot to establish the wolves as not very good people. Yeah. And they they overthrew the, the local government to become a government just as bad, maybe worse, mm -hmm. than the previous ones. So, I mean... What, what does annoy me is that Abby and her crew are free thinkers, and they're real people with, like, they're with the wolves, but they don't agree 100% with everything they do. Every soldier, every enemy you come across in the game, you just have to assume a, is a devout wolf. Right. Um. So it it takes a lot of that complexity they added with the, the characters shouting each other's names and just makes them into a bad guy. Yeah, that's what's confusing about it, because they they want you to empathize with the people you're killing with these like, yeah, bits of dialogue. Yeah, but at the same and... time, they make them so evil that mm -hmm. they will kill an unarmed child Yeah. for practically no reason. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm still not sure how I feel about that. With yeah, it's, it's just video game shit. Like, it's the, the stuff that's left over from games... That hasn't been ironed out yet. Because, like, would it even be stronger if uh, it was more like a show or a movie? So you didn't have countless hours of her just slaughtering people, slitting their throats, them yeah. screaming in pain, fucking tearing them apart. That That is something I want to briefly say about the gameplay. Hmm. Why the fuck is there still one animation per character you play as for a stealth kill? That is weird. You can't have two? They they do have two for Ellie, but once you get the upgrade, 
then you're stuck to that one other animation. C fucking come on, dude. Like I, it is weird for a game that is visually so impressive with its animation. So and impressive, stuff. and so it really wants you to fucking use stealth. Mm -hmm. Just put some adjustments in there, please. Because I played the I played the first game a lot, to the point where I did it on the har hardest difficulty. That last level in the Firefly ba base, mm -hmm. I didn't kill anyone. Really, I the only person I killed is the one it forces you to kill. Abby's dad. Abby's dad. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, and I, yeah, I played that game a shit ton, and that game had the same problem. This one fucking animation. It's a, sure it's a nitpick, but fuck me, it it really pisses me off. So yeah, um, Ellie is established as being in a in a relationship with this new character, Dina. Yep. Um, which, as you said, is an essential story beat because my, my favorite part of her story is after you're done playing with Abby. And they get their corny little happy ending. Yeah. Although that, that scene annoyed me. For Which one? one? Just when Ellie keeps just going and like, she's got this baby and she keeps just fucking with Dina. I, <laughs> I don't know, like something about that. It just felt kind of awkward. It definitely felt awkward and I was rolling my eyes at like... There's a scene in that open world section where they're, um, it might have been there, I can't remember, but where they're like, yeah, what's, what's your dream? What's your dream, Dina? Oh, I want to live on the farm and... No, it's, they come across a bunch of money and that's they right. say, yeah, they're in a what would you do if we were in the old world? What would you buy that's with right. all this money? Oh, I'd buy a farmhouse. So that might actually be a missable bit of dialogue if it's in one of the side things. It might be the vital... Oh, right. Like, yeah, well, e either way. Yeah. Um... They get their happy ending, but then... But, With all their sheeps. But then the game doesn't end, of course, because Tommy gets some intel on where Abby is, so Ellie decides that she she has to end it. She has to fucking end it because she can't rest otherwise. Yeah, she's constantly getting like panic attacks and nightmares and mm -hmm. can't sleep. So she decides to travel across the country maybe one last time and has her interaction with Abby... Where she ultimately decides not to take revenge. Yeah, and that is something a lot of people have issue with, issues with. Uh, I mean, she has to do it because that's the arc. That's this. That's the story. If you kill yeah. her, if you killed her, I mean, it would feel even more. It would feel so vapid. Yeah. What would be the message? Mm -hmm. the, just revenge is is bad and everything. Then you'd play as Lev getting revenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the, the story has to, the, the cycle has to end. Yeah. Unless you really did want to have this hopeless, like, nothing matters in this world because everything is just fucking hopeless anger. Yeah. But do, do you think it's quite reductionist to say that, that the message of the the story is just revenge bad? Yeah, it definitely is. Because it's it's way more personal than that, and I I believe it is what I said earlier. The the story is Ellie forgiving Joel. Yeah, Ellie forgiving her dad, um, for letting her live or for not giving her the choice. Yeah. Of yeah. No, that's a good point. However, though, I I think it is just an execution thing because all this stuff we're describing on paper, I I do enjoy. 
But then we get into the, the, the pregnancy stuff and the... Um, the kind of silliness of the the love triangle type stuff. That yeah, yeah, right at the beginning. It just doesn't feel like it's it's really fleshed out or developed. No. Um, who's the the new character? Jesse. Jesse's kind of in the love triangle. Well, it's not really a love triangle because well, it, they sort of imply it is. At the end of the first day, there's a scene where um, Ellie is helping Jesse back into the the mm. theater this thing and and the way the scene is set up um dina immediately rushes to jesse and sort of helps him and ellie backs off and it looks like she's jealous yeah um feeling like left yeah out. so it, yeah it is a love triangle. and and at this point she knows that he is the father of her mm -hmm. baby yeah and they, they really wanted to do this this echo thing with um ellie and abby so they ha they each have a pregnant member of their group, you know. They each have the like father who gets taken out yeah. by the other one. Yeah. And, but something that annoys me about that duality. So uh, I mean, it, it had me rolling my eyes when both characters were revealed to be pregnant on each side. Blah mm -hmm. blah blah. But they really set up one of the pregnant, the pregnant woman on Abby's side. Is it Lev? No, um, that's Mel. Lev is Who's the that? the trans boy. Oh yeah, sorry, my apologies. Um, Mel is the pregnant woman who is a fucking asshole. Yeah, like she's a piece of shit. In in my opinion, I, <laughs> I do not like that character. She's just hostile and petty because Abby used to be with Owen. And, yeah, they get back together and whatever, but I don't know, she just seems like she's always had a problem with Abby. Um, <clears throat> so I I felt bad as Ellie killing her, and then they they almost go out of their way to not, to make you, the player, not give a shit that Ellie killed this pregnant woman. Yeah, um... Like, the, the just... only reason you feel bad for that character is because she was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. And I think that is cheap, and... Well, they do that a few times, though. With the, with the cheapness. Like, yeah, like, for sure. Like the character of um, Jesse, for example. Yeah. He only really exists so he can impregnate Dina. Yeah. Because his character doesn't really have any, you know, arc or journey because no, he, he just gets taken out in the, like, yeah, we're brutal, Last of Us. And this is something where the gameplay actually really harmed the story for me, was um, I ended up really not liking Jesse and almost the same with Dina because whenever I was paired with them in gameplay moments, they were fucking annoying. Like, I, I was always... actually much more annoyed by the AI in this game than the first one. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, they kept messing up my stealth. Yeah. They kept standing in places I wanted to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It really pissed me off. So then I was just like, Jesse, fuck off. And then he suddenly gets shot in the head. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I was I was more annoyed about Jesse because he was one of the, n the newer characters I was actually quite enjoying. And I wanted to see a bit more of. Yeah, like, I was cool with him as a character, but he's one of the characters you probably spend the most time with as Ellie. Um, Do you? In, ga in gameplay. I suppose, yeah. In stealth bits. And yeah. I, because I, I played the whole game on hard, 
So I was really quite anal about the way I played the game. Trying to be stealthy and reserve mm. all my resources. And time and time again, he fucking pissed me off. And Dina, for some reason when I was with Dina, maybe because you mostly do like zombie stuff with Dina. Yeah. It wasn't really an issue. But that one fucking dude... It's like they did it on purpose. <laughs> it, it, that's what it felt like, because when you're with Lev as Abby, no problems. Really? Yeah. I, I feel like I clashed with each time there was an AI. I never did with Lev. And I that character is fine in my books. Mm -hmm. But Jesse, man. It, like, they need to do some fucking work on their AI. Yeah, they, naughty yeah. dog. I don't the, remember the it being AI. as big an it, issue it, in the first game. And it was an issue they they fixed in Uncharted 4. Because, like, if you take cover at a place, you sort of take cover, like, on them or next to them. Mm -hmm. That's right. But they just fucked it with this, and it really pissed me off. Sorry for that. No, no, it's fine. Um, how do you feel about Dina? Um, I quite like Dina. She was a, an interesting character. Um, yeah. Her purpose was more to be... Ellie's kind of end goal. She saw her yeah, life with yeah. her and wanted to stay with her. So at the end, when she kind of loses her, it has more weight behind it. For and sure. it is, it's definitely a unique relationship that I haven't seen in like a game before. No, definitely not. And I think the the two characters and actors had a lot of chemistry. I th I have no problems with any of the performances, to be honest. No. Um, there is some dialogue I don't like. Um, yeah, I don't have any like specific no. examples because there's just so much to talk about with this game. I just yeah, there, I wasn't taking notes. There while are playing definitely it. moments more early on than anything, but um, really had me rolling my eyes. Yeah, there's some real corny shit in there. Yeah, but I feel like it, unless you're like a true master at writing relationships, it's just. <laughs> You know, yeah, they're still learning, I guess, as writers and all that shit. I I just think having that whole love triangle stuff at the start, it that that affects the pacing to me, because where, whereas Ellie, I feel her character in that in those early moments should really be de determined, and all she is really thinking about is revenge, mm -hmm. because I, like the yeah. wound is still fresh, but then you've got that scene at the end of the first day. I I'm pretty sure. Where she's like jealous, it just feels weird. Yeah. Like how how much is this character determined? And you have all of the the guitar stuff which you mentioned, yeah. which I suppose is supposed to be like Joel kind of living on through Ellie. Yeah, and it's her like their main connection. Yeah, which is what makes her fingers being bitten off at the end. Yeah, like this like final <laughs> middle finger mm -hmm. to her revenge and highlighting why it was a bad thing to do. Yeah, because Dina wasn't in it quite as much as I was expecting, to be honest. No. They kind well, of get she, her out of the picture. Yeah, she quickly. falls pregnant. Well, she's pregnant basically the whole game. She is pregnant the whole game. Um, and because of that, she's just put on the back seat. Yeah, I didn't really have any issues with her. I thought she was fine. Yeah. She fulfilled her story role fairly well for what she needed to. Yeah, I was never, like, annoyed when she showed up in a scene or anything, by any means. I, d I was... I was kind of torn on... At first, I wasn't really connecting with it that much. Um, mm. I guess I was expecting a bit more... 
instant conflict with them that wasn't like a love triangle or something quite yeah, like that. I feel like they could have done something more interesting. There's there. definitely there's a certain in- intensity about the first game where your your mission feels really important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which just isn't in the second game as much because it is much more personal whereas you know they, they they go the more typical we have a cure for the virus type shit in the first game which just is not really a concern in the second one they mm-hmm. they kind of put their foot down like there ain't much hope for that kind of shit to be honest yeah, yeah. kind of you kind of f- screwed the pooch there on that but what did you think of um Tommy Joel's brother I I quite like what they did with Tommy uh cuz he was he was honestly one of the things that was keeping me going because he was like a, a connection to the first game. Yeah, he someone was, I already had a bit of investment the, in. There's a really good scene in the first game between Tommy and Joel, mm-hmm. where uh, <clears throat> Tommy sort of reveals to the player that Joel kept Tommy and well both of them alive basically by just doing the most horrendous shit. Mm-hmm. You don't know what, but. He, Joel says, I kept us alive, and Tommy literally says, wasn't worth it. Yeah. Like, it was that fucked up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but that's what makes Joel such an interesting character. Yeah. Is it someone who is just so lost and just has... He's <laughs> he's basically just, like, ape brain, like, nothing matters <laughs> apart from staying alive. As long as I've yeah, got food the, and like, shelter. What, the only things that matter are the things that matter to me. Yeah. Being he was full, like, yeah, he was, he was kind of sucked into the the horrendousness of the universe that he was yeah. found Yeah, I think that's in. why he's such a good, like, crucible as a protagonist. Yeah, like, but also what is what is extremely crucial about Joel and the, 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 the reason so many people were connected to him is that you don't see the, yeah. the horrendous shit he yeah. did. Because if the game, if the first six hours of The Last of Us were you playing as Joel and Tommy and you were like stopping cars and slaughtering everyone in it and looting them and everything. And eating them. <laughs> then it would be kind of the same issue this game has where then if in the like latter part of the game you tried to make him come across as more empathetic. Just in like a storytelling way when yeah. you just go from one hyper extreme to the other. It, it's a risky maneuver and it doesn't always pay off. Yeah, for sure. But um, going back to Tommy, um, I wish he had connected with Ellie more in this game. Maybe even if the relationship was mostly, like, the one they focused on was those two. That could have been really interesting, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's a relationship you you never see, is like an, an uncle and a niece or nephew. Yeah, true. Maybe I'm and wrong. they they and they already have that link being Joel and this, the yeah. same goal that binds them for sure. Whereas Dina doesn't. Yeah, you don't I, know. I would have been fine with with Dina being the person that you go with at the start. Then she's pregnant. I didn't. I don't think Jesse needed to be in it. Well, yeah. The, the only why. reason he was in it was to be killed. Well, no, it was to be the the semen provider. Yeah, the, the semen baby. provider. But he needed to die so that Ellie could be. The partner that raises yeah, the child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, otherwise he'd have like some kind of right to the baby. Yeah. And you couldn't have the house. Yeah, exactly. So they were like... That's what I mean we, about clunky We need elements. the semen, kill the guy, whatever. Um, yeah, because he doesn't even but, get anything that like characterful behind him, you know? No, like, no. He doesn't have any like emotional beat particularly. He's just kind no, of No, he's like, just Ellie's friend. and He's just a bit of a mate. Yeah, that's a it. Mated, yeah. So I think he... 
he's an example of a character that was just used. Used and abused. Used and abused. Yeah. Whereas I think if, if you met Tommy at the point um, you meet Jesse, because it, I don't know about you, but Tommy was really fucking being bigged up in this game as being just the most badass motherfucker. Which I, I'm, I'm, I might have read it wrong or something, but I thought they made a point at first where Ellie's the one who's really keen about revenge and Tommy's kind of shoots yeah, it down. I, I think partly that's because he doesn't want her to put herself in danger. But they say something about him, like his wife speaking through him, and, and that Ellie's like, yeah. that's not what you really think, is it? That's your wife speaking. You yeah, because want, he, you want revenge. Yeah, yeah. But I think more than anything, he wants, he, he knows what like Joel sacrificed to keep Ellie alive. He doesn't want Ellie to go and die mm -hmm. for his sake. Um, but then by the end, he's the one convincing her to. Yeah. Finish the job. Yeah, because of what happened to him. Mm. So he sort of becomes a selfish character. But, yeah, like I was saying, he's really bigged up to be a, f a badass. You're seeing sort of what he's done to people as you're going through the world. Yeah. Um, To get as much information as he can. I think he was underutilized. Yeah, I do as well, because I, I kept thinking about... Some way the story could have been this this character you're following being Tommy, this revenge fueled maniac. If it if it could have been Joel in some way, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, as much as I would have liked to see that, um, this is the problem though. Whenever you make a suggestion that clearly is not as well thought through as the 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 plot they've spent five plus years yeah, laying out. Like, yeah. It's really hard because to spin it the, without restructuring the entire thing. We wanted to see the what happens as a result of Joel's choice between Ellie and Joel, yeah. and what we got in the end was Joel dies because of that choice, and then you play as Ellie dealing with that choice. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I think if Joel had survived... It, it, the whole story would have been just completely different. Yeah. And but if, I feel like you still could have told a satisfying revenge story with the chess pieces that were in play already. Cause, because what, what starts to get really muddy for me is when you get to Abby and in order for them to get you to empathize with her, <laughs> they've got to do these like really cheap little writing tricks. Like we mentioned day one for her. Um, mm where they have to really quickly establish this doctor guy as the fucking most yeah. chill, nice, awesome father, the best one you've ever seen. He saves zebras. He yeah. collects coins. He's just the, the yeah, most... That, that scene was the most eye roll I've ever experienced. Yeah, when you come was, around the yeah. corner and there's a fucking zebra stuck in... Like, I know they've established that there's the, the zoo animals and stuff, but to have that exact character moments before he's going to save the world doing a horrible choice that he's got to do for the greater good. Mm -hmm. He saves a fucking zebra. The, a yeah. zebra <laughs> that has just given birth, continuing with the pregnancy. Super theme. clumsy. It's like give, like, give the player some credit. You know, mm -hmm. they don't need to be drip-fed this fucking... Like, well, it, it's clearly the writers being very aware that they've got a lot of work to do to make you invested in that yeah. side of the story. 
Yeah. Which to me just reads but, like, well, I, come I, on, guys. <laughs> the thing is, you know from the first Last of Us that Joel and Ellie, like, Joel wasn't the greatest, like, father figure to Ellie mm -hmm. in any respect. But she, they still had, like, a connection. I don't think they needed to go to the lengths they did with that zebra scene. And that's a scene I would... But then without it, people would be complaining that you just have nothing with that guy. You needed something. <laughs> you needed to humanize him in some way, but it is so rushed. They had to get through it so it c he could die and then it'd be sad for Abby. Yeah. It's just, again, like you said, clumsy. I so well, how about this idea of this game story being part three? And part two yeah. was establishing Abby in some sense, keeping it more of a mystery, ex exploring that through line, that thread with... Uh, Joel and Ellie a bit more. I mean, the the possibilities are endless. I mean, there aren't that many restrictions on on yeah, the universe aside from thing. just the the tiredness of the zombie shit. Because I was feeling that a bit during this game, you know, like just yeah, the, totally. the warring factions in the zombie apocalypse world. Like fucking hell, dude. <laughs> We've seen this shit a lot of times. Yeah, at it this is. Point. So I don't know how much of of that plays into it. Because the Last really of Us one was a surprise. This one had expectations. Yeah, and The Last of Us 1 sort of came out when I feel like The Walking Dead was still quite popular. Yeah. And talked about, and then this one has come out, and nobody gives a shit about that sort of thing anymore. Like They've the all moved on stuff, to yeah. Battle Royales. <laughs> like, maybe if you had uh, Ellie, Dina, and Jesse fucking skydiving in. Yeah, jumping out the battle bus. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that would have worked better, but it's not for me to say. So let's talk about Abby then. We've already started. Yeah. We've already fucking started. Let's talk about Abby. 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 So, um, first off, she's not trans, which which I was led to believe from all of the leaks and everything. Yeah. Um, which I guess for some people is bad if that was true. I don't know why that really matters that much. No, I really because that was don't that was what was weird was um, that they were like. A certain subsect of people were upset that the, there was a trans character. Yeah, a, a lot of people are just upset that she is strong. Yeah, and I got and to admit, I was kind of confused at first with the Abby's like insane arms. Um, yeah, but they kind of explain it with this like gym facility that they have at the Wolf Base, and yeah, I'm I'm more um, intrigued as to how they have like an army. It seems to be just the religious group. They've got an army of just, like, superhumans. These fucking giant people that can be shot in the head <laughs> yeah. multiple times and survive. Yeah. Like, where the fuck that. do they come from? Yeah. Who gives a shit about Ellie being... Oh, not Ellie, sorry. Um, Abby being ripped. But one detail with the Abby thing that I really did like was, at the end of the game, she's kind of captured in that yeah. evil group for a few months. So when you... In that final conflict with her and Ellie... Her arms have, have gone down. Her whole body, she's like tiny. Yeah, yeah. In that scene. So the muscle, the muscle mass is she's obviously She's clearly still like, she knows how to fight, but... She's yeah. To, it, it makes um, Ellie's victory over her feel all the more just disgusting Pathet as well. Yeah, it's like, like pathetic, pathetic at that point. Because she's been like a slave for months. It's like how much yeah. more... They do establish that Ellie's been like stabbed, so she's obviously not... Mm, 100% either. But yeah, it's... I, I agree, that's a really good detail. Um, Abby obviously comes across 
Lev, and what's the that's kind of the meat of the Abbey story is the the conflict between the wolves and the what they call the Seraphites. Yeah, or scars. Scars. Yeah. So yeah. um, Ellie meets Lev, a, a trans boy, which you discover through. So yeah. So <laughs> Abby isn't trans, but there is a trans character. Yeah, and I actually read an article about how. Lev is a poorly written trans character. Right. For what, what was their reasoning? Um, <clears throat> apparently because um, Lev's purpose in the story is for straight people, like straight cisgendered people mm. to <clears throat> sort of like have, it's to make them feel good about themselves. Like virtue signaling, I guess. Um, I don't know about that. I, I I feel like it was much more subtle. It, it felt more to me kind of like um, Bill's story from the first game. Yeah, yeah. It was it was slightly more heavy-handed because Lev just had a bigger part in the story than yeah 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 Bill, which like absolutely fine. But um, to to me, it made sense that that character was kind of ostracized. For being trans, given the context of them being in this crazy, like, religious cult. Yeah. An aspect I really liked about it as well was that in that cult, they had this really defined thing of the men all had shaved heads, mm -hmm. the women grew their hair long. Yeah. So that having that defined thing really made it hard for Lev to, like... Yeah. I feel like I'm one of them, though. So I'm going to shave my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with that. But I I guess for me where the the drive of the the kind of narrative was was grind, ground to a halt in that section for me was because they do explore this kind of seraphite scar angle with um Nev's sister getting smacked with the hammer on the arm and yeah. everything. A scene that I've really fucking <laughs> it was so like over the top violent. With the with her how red her arm got and stuff, yeah. it all seemed like really well researched and stuff like yeah. actual compartment syndrome where it's got to be cut off. Man, it's all very shocking. Yeah, but that kind of shit is one of the reasons I fell in love with the first game. Like more just the I, unflinching violence. Yeah, I, I don't remember anything like that it. in the first game though. Um, to that degree, and I don't know if it's just because like graphics and everything yeah, is so yeah. much more detailed now. Um, I'm sure I could think of something. Because well, The Last of Us won to me, and this is what I was I was trying to explain, I guess, earlier when I when I just think they they feel very different. Mm. The Last of Us won was like this really kind of brisk, um, segmented story with the the framing of the the seasons, and each season kind of had its own mini story within it. Yeah, yeah. With each where you that had. The Last of Us One story is hands down so much more solid, and it's much tighter. Yeah, and it it feels more subtle, like the way you meet um those those brothers, mm -hmm. and they're sort of like a reflection of Joel and Ellie. Yeah. but it's not too heavy-handed to the point where it is in The Last of Us Two, when Abby and Ellie are mirror image characters. Mm -hmm. They are yeah, practically the same. Yeah, because like each set, the Bill segment is like a lot of fun. The uh, 
the winter section is like such an awesome moment from the first game, such yeah. a surprise that feels really earned and like yeah, the definitely. payoff of the the growth of Ellie throughout the game. And yeah. I, I, I was finding like because there is so much gameplay, so much combat in The Last of Us Part Two, I felt I was lacking that connection with like a, a character or a group of characters. Yeah. Whenever someone showed up, I was like, Well, ah, finally we're gonna get some kind of like dynamic or explore interaction, you know? Instead of just, you know, hours of brutality. Yeah, I, I understand that, but again, the the friendly AI thing made me dread every time that is a shame. I came across another character. That is a huge shame. Because that to me was like what the, the, the kind of banter and the you really saw this really clear growth in the first game. Yeah. Ellie's like this really introverted, doesn't like Joel at all at the beginning. Yeah. And her body language changes across the game mm -hmm. and she's really open and and different by the end. Whereas the the changes are I guess are more subtle. <laughs> and a lot of characters don't get a chance to go through changes. Yeah. Like Jesse's just offed, Joel is offed. Tommy goes through a pretty extreme change. Yeah, but he's barely even looked at in the story. Like, I really think he should have been yeah. more of a major role. I guess it's all about Ellie and Abby. Yeah. That's what they wanted. Um, what did you think of um, Abby's section where there's kind of like the war going on with the wolves versus the the scars? Where the, the wolves invade the island. Purely because of gameplay, I thought it was so cool. The presentation of it was like super exciting. Yeah, and you go on the horse for a bit. I'm glad they had you go on a horse again, so it wasn't just like a throwaway. <laughs> yeah, mechanic. throwaway section. And this time you can like shoot one on the horse. It like everything just fucking ramps up to eleven. It, it, it's. I I would understand. I I understand why stuff like that would piss people off about this game. Nobody's complaining about that stuff though. But like, there's there's mean? not really any of that in the first game. Like the, big set piece moments. Yeah, the most extreme thing I can remember happening is you get like tangled up by your foot as Joel and you're there upside were, down. There were, you're forgetting a few. There was the whole sequence with the like tank. Well, not the tank, you know, the armoured vehicle. But I mean, that's you just sprinting, you know, away from yeah, the vehicle. Yeah, that's what a lot of the sequences are in, in yeah. this game. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like a village on fire and there's two The scope is, factions. yeah, much smaller. Yeah, and... That that was also something I liked about The Last of Us 1. With this, I I wouldn't, from an outside perspective, agree with the decision to have, like, an, a war going on. But they, they make it feel suitably small-scale, like it's just happening on this one we, tiny yeah, island. Yeah, I, I really liked the approach how... Abby was kind of a lone wolf. She wasn't a foot soldier, so the mm. she was kind of tangentially connected to the the war that was going on. So she, you saw the the like charge from a distance. You saw the conflict kind of from a distance, and you're yeah. going through. You just happen to be going through it as it's going on. Yeah, something I don't fully understand though is after the first conflict with the wolves, is how suddenly every wolf knows that Abby is. A villain. Well, yeah, that's another aspect of the clumsiness. I mean, like there, there had to be that turn where she started killing wolves. Yeah, at that moment where, where it's kind of going back to the the that uh, grayness theme, where who really is the good guy here? They're both as flawed as each other. They both. 
yeah. have their own beliefs and certain certain parts make sense. I, I feel like they could have just put in a throwaway line there about them that the wolves would have sh shot at Lev on site. Yeah, so they're definitely she needed things protect. they could have cleared up with that. Yeah. But, yeah, one thing that really t robbed a lot of that, the kind of motivation or suspense was like that most of this is it the second day is is you just trying to get to like a hospital facility to to get medical equipment yeah for, for lev's sister for lev's sister who's like a brand new character who barely gets much time or development and they're already expecting you to be invested in abby or care about abby and her journey mm -hmm. and then on top of that they're the whole hook of that segment is you just going to a hospital to get medical equipment for a character you don't really give a shit about. Yeah, and it, I, it's like it's. It, I was imagining like in the first game, the the whole the whole section where Joel falls on that spike. Yeah, and there's like such a like sense of urgency when you're playing as Ellie, like you really want to like protect him and get back to him because they've spent yeah. so much time building him up and getting you invested in him, and all I, there are no none of the new characters that they establish I really can't say I'd, I'd give a shit if they were offed particularly yeah I think the only like one Jesse, for me would have been Lev because that is the character you spend the most time with and like you learn little things about him like oh, he likes sharks scared of water mm -hmm. it's like all yeah I get yeah it just I wasn't connecting with the the new characters as much. I liked all the set pieces, and I really liked yeah. the, you know, the old, like, ground zero kind of hospital thing where it's like all the yeah, really that, old. Yeah, that infected. was extremely cool. Because I, I really wasn't expecting them to do any kind of world building y stuff. So when I was getting that, I was like, oh, sh like this is like what I'm kind of into. Like, what actually am I going to see? How how old the old fungus is going to look and all this? Yeah, I liked that idea. Yeah. But again, like, cool. I just feel like I would have been way more invested if I was Ellie or, or you know, a character I, I wanted to be playing as. Yeah. I, I, I do appreciate the whole story with Lev being that <clears throat> Abby knows that she's not a very good person. And it's, it's like the the game knows that you don't like her. Mm -hmm. So she wants, she, they want to show her doing a good thing to compensate. And, sh and the character herself feels like she needs to compensate. So when ordinarily she'd hate these two scars that she came across and not give a shit about whether they lived or died, which she, I'm pretty sure she says at one point, like, uh, I might just leave you cause you're fucking mm -hmm. nothing to me. Yeah. And then she, comes to this conclusion that she needs to help these two. I think... So do you for, think they did For me, it, it worked just about enough. Like, it just scraped by for me to be okay with with Abby, you know? And not just hate her guts for the entirety of it. Yeah, for me it wasn't, uh... God, I can't stand this character, Abby. For me it was just, um... The emotional investment's gone. Like, yeah. I'm... I'm right. I, I actually removed from the game that Abby's storyline is really cool to me. Mm. Um, this whole Nev thing and these factions, the Whistlers and the, the Wolves and all that. I, yeah. I like all of that. 
as its own standalone game, I, I'd, I'd probably have really enjoyed it, like a spin-off in the Last of Us universe type yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But it's part two, you know? And yeah, the, the game only weird. works with that second half because the whole sections where you're playing as Ellie and you're, like, tracking the whole set pieces where you're, like, chasing down people who later kind of get context as to who they are, like the Vita woman and, you know, the, all yeah, parts I, of the crew. I found a bunch of that was kind of pointless. Yeah, it like it didn't the, have the one, any emotional resonance. Like no, there's a really good part from Ellie's perspective when you're smacking this this mm-hmm. woman with a metal pole, and it clearly has an effect on her. Even though when I was playing, I smacked so many people around the face with a fucking metal pole that That's she should what be I mean. pretty used to it. But now. like I was so apathetic towards every character at a certain point where I was like, well, you're all just monsters. You know, so you choosing to stop being a monster at this point. Like, oh, you're <laughs> yeah. so, you're, it's like the rules are in such a different universe to what we can even understand, you know, like assigning yeah. any morality at this point, it seems almost pointless. But I mean, the the pointless aspect to me was that um, I think her name is Nora. Nora Freeze. Um, <laughs> the girl you smack around the face, she's in like one scene when you're Abby. So, like, she helps Abby out, and it's like, well... It's just just such an ambitious idea that they they are kind of forced to skip over and just get to story beats Mm. so the whole thing as a whole can work, but taken individually, it's incredibly flawed. Like, some of the days, I think, are, like, really fun, really solid. I, I think the peak of the whole game is, from memory, day two as... Um... As Ellie. That's when I was playing the game. It reached like midnight and I was just, I can't stop. This shit is fucking grabbing me. Remind me what happens on day two. I believe that is when you go to the hospital as Ellie. Right. And you do all that shit. Yeah. I I think. I can't remember, but I remember thinking in my head once I finished day two. That's the best part of the game so far. I'll note down when... But then day two is also quite good as Abby. Yeah, I think day two of both stories might be the best, but also day three as Abby is really good. The The only thing that... Day three as Ellie isn't great because of the way it ends. It ends and then you go back to day one and that is so unsatisfying. Yeah, the, the jump to the different character... Um... Because when they do that in the first game, it is kind of a genuine cool surprise. And at yeah, the same it, time... It, it leaves you asking so many questions like, yeah. is Joel alive? Yeah. And they, you kind of have slightly different mechanics. Um, the upgrade tree seemingly is reset and everything. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, once you find out Joel's alive, and you eventually go back to playing as him. Whereas they've got to balance this thing where you've got two different characters with two different upgrade trees. And... The way they balance it is just kind of strange. There's a weird feeling to feel like you're starting a game again halfway through. And yeah. You've got, oh, here, yeah. here you go. Un- find the the papers and unlock all the new upgrade trees again, and and start collecting yeah, materials. Yeah, that's again. something that's always annoyed me because, like, surely you can assume like Abby looks like she knows what the fuck she's doing, but yeah. but all she has is like a pistol, a, a long gun. Like a rifle, and she hasn't got any upgrades. Like, surely you could have 
some algorithm that looks at what upgrades you got as Ellie and give you some as Abby, so it feels like you're not starting anew. Yeah. Just give us something. Because that's part of the fun of playing a game that has upgrades, is that you, you feel like you're building a character. Yeah. Taking that away. Yeah, it it's inherently just kind of annoying. Yeah, and it, it takes away that feeling of like a building kind of progress. Yeah. It just resets back to the beginning. Uh, I, I don't know what else they could have really done about that, to be honest. No, I, I don't know. So what's your what's your favorite story moment then? Yeah, just what pops into your head when I say what's your favorite moment? Um, After Ellie's lost her fingers, she plays the guitar and then the cutscene that follows. Yeah. That was the only point in the game where it, it got a kind of earned emotional response out of me. Yeah. But I, I did have other emotional responses. I really like the spaceship scene. Yeah, that was the other one. Yeah, that that one definitely had an emotional response. Um, I didn't I didn't get really any emotional response from the when you play as Abby, but I didn't. No. I didn't really. I was fine with playing it. I was I was fine with experiencing what they were doing with it. I just wasn't yeah. connecting with them as characters. I, I thought the character Owen. Abby's ex-boyfriend was a bit too nice. He seemed yeah. They were doing that thing again. <laughs> yeah, he seemed too good for this for that world. They ha- they they they're trying to explore the grayness, but they take all the grayness out of Abby's story. With yeah, all these like yeah, they they oversimplify characters. So caricature characters. I know they say that Owen like shot a dude, perfectly like justified, because he felt bad for a child. Mm-hmm. It's like. And then, yeah, he, like, runs off and you find out there was, like, an altercation. And yeah, because he basically did exactly what Abby yeah. then does. Yeah. And there's the really graphic sex scene between um, him and yeah. Abby. Yeah. Which... I didn't really get it. Well, I I thought because I'd heard there were so many pregnancy beats, I just assumed that was going to be like another <laughs> yeah, yeah. pregnancy. So when yeah, you're I was like, waiting for that. Um, I'm glad they didn't do that, but it it felt more like a, a thing they were doing for the drama because you know he's got a baby on the way with someone else. You know he's got a baby on the way, and yeah, it's just another love triangle. Yeah, and it makes it more dramatic. Yeah, um, yeah, it. I thought they did a perfect job showing that those two characters have an affinity for one another without them having to fuck. Yeah. For for Abby to have a a meltdown scene when he dies. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's round off um, this thing with uh, just answering some questions from uh, Twitter to kind of just round this yeah, off. Because, I mean, boy. I don't know, this... It could be really messy. Like it, I, I, it feels messy. The conversation feels super messy in this video, and it's super long. Like yeah. Usually, usually we're able to do this in thirty, forty minutes, yeah. quite eloquently. Is this well? Is this an hour and a half or about two hours? We've been recording for quite a while. I don't know how it's going to be when I edit it down. So there's obviously yeah, a bunch yeah, of stuff yeah. I can take out. But damn, okay. it's really hard to talk about this game. It, it is, yeah. But I feel like we've had a nice flow, you know. Yeah. Sort of naturally gone from... Yeah, so let's end on some questions then. Let's start with this one from at Internet Dave, who says, Could it be considered a better game all round if it wasn't a sequel to the first game, which was regarded as excellent? 
Um, no. The, the game doesn't work without the first game. Yeah. You have to have the investment yeah. in Joel for any of it to have any weight to begin yeah, with. They, they do an alright job of, like, establishing everything that happened in the first game. Well, they actually do that thing in the opening cutscene where they specifically show the scene where Joel kills the doctor. Yeah, yeah, to make sure you... To make sure you remember you it remember and know that it's a bad that. thing. Yeah. Which I don't... I don't know if I would have even twinged on that if I didn't know that, that was a part of the story that it was all linking back to the first game and that final event. Yeah, it... This fu the leak thing really fucked it. Like, I, I don't yeah. know... I genuinely don't know what I'd think about this game I, without it. I think... Um, I'm sorry, but I'm... This is sort of going away from the question, but it's a point I kind of want to make. The... When you kill that doctor in the first game, it doesn't feel like it's... They they make it seem as though with the sequel that you have to kill him in the first game to mm -hmm. set up this sequel. Yeah. But in the first game, it, it, it just felt organic. Like, you killed this guy because he was in your way. Mm -hmm. At first, it pissed me off because I was like, this is a video game. I should have the choice whether I kill this, this yeah. dude that's clearly... No match for me, the strong fucking protagonist. But it's it's it felt more like a subtle comment in the first game, whereas in the sequel it's like heavy heavy handed. Uh, it's retconning at its finest. Like yeah. the yeah, scene is not structured in a way that makes it it's like obvious that this character is gonna be important or yeah, there's yeah. no build up or establishment of it. Exactly. If they'd have established that he has a daughter named Abby, then her existence in the story would sit way better with me. Even... It... it, it it's awkward no matter what. This is what I really... It's, it's a thing we see time and time again where... When a story is like... Ca ca the, the first entry in something captures lightning in a bottle in a way. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't planned to have sequels. This universe wasn't fleshed out in a certain way. So when they do come to making sequels, because everything wasn't planned out, you can fall into these traps of going yeah. back and retconning all this shit Definitely. and changing everything up, fucking up. People are really upset about the the Joel decision. It seems to be condemning Joel in the first game when the whole first game seemed to be about kind of justifying that decision at the end. Yeah. That, that was what made that game interesting to me was this whole, like morally grey area with that they totally make you understand why someone in his position would do the thing he does. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, But anyway. I, d I don't think them... I don't think the sequel saying that Joel did bad things and did a bad thing doing what he did um, takes away from that. I don't think... I don't think it does. So um, I, I understand... Ellie being upset with it, but I guess what made it work for me was that when Joel is talking about it, he specifically says, I would do it all again. Yeah. I would do everything yeah, that, exact same that way. That cutscene at the end of the game honestly improves the whole yeah. story no, so much. <laughs> before that cutscene, I was like, kind of like, whatever, this ending bit's a bit more like interesting to me. But that cutscene really did bring it much more full circle with that stuff because you get mm -hmm. the the payoff and i because I, I thought in that moment they were going to like character assassinate him and be like i'm so sorry i wish i didn't do it and do all this kind of shit yeah but, but he doesn't he, he stands he, he by doubles down 
Yeah, which I mean, is like a Joel thing to do, and it like makes yeah that that really made sense to me. Yeah, and he he doesn't need to like explain everything mm -hmm. to her. He just tells her the truth, and it's like Power Couch asks this: What were your expectations before going in, and your thoughts when a sequel in general was announced? I was definitely cool with the sequel. I fucking loved the first game. I played it so much. Really? I, I was in the camp where I was happy with The Last of Us just being I, a standalone. I, I, I sort of hoped that it was going to be it's just a standalone yeah. thing. But when the sequel was announced, I knew at least I was going to get a game I would like to play. I was, I was confident it was going to be really good. Yeah. Um... Then the leaks happened, and just the way everyone was talking about it and the way it was spun, it just yeah. seemed much more negative, and people were already writing it off and cancelling their pre-orders and the pathetic review bombing stuff. Like, I think it's perfectly reasonable to not like the story of the game. I think that's completely legitimate. Yeah. Because um, you don't have to like what but they the, gave you. But in that same vein, it's totally legitimate to like it. Oh like, yeah, of course. Don't, don't shit on people. It's not as cut and dry as it's been made out to be. No, definitely, definitely not. Because like, if 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 your reasoning for disliking the game is because maybe you bought it, you got to the Joel scene, then you stopped playing, I don't think that's as legitimate as someone like me who got to that scene, was upset by it, went through to the end, and when you're finished with that twenty-five hours, you are kind of just like, yeah, I didn't like this bit. Really didn't like this bit really enjoyed this section mm -hmm. it is more complicated as a whole because it is such a long 25 yeah. it's such a long experience there is so much of it that is good there is so much to enjoy about it that the, the the bad aspects i don't know they don't they don't bring it down that much for me i feel no. i feel like i'm if i had to assign a number out of 10 i'd i feel like i'm about a seven at the moment Right. Which is like, yeah, it's I'm, definitely above average for me, but there is there are a lot of things that bug me about it. Yeah, I'd be at a, a strong eight. Yeah, because I mean, there there are points of this game where I teetered on loving this game. Yeah, mostly just because of like how fun I thought the game actually. Yeah, was it, it. I found it quite addictive to play after a while. I was really getting into like the feel of it and the yeah. way the stealth worked and the upgrades and the just the loop. I thought that was found really fun because a lot of people were giving Naughty Dog shit for this this article that was being spread around where I think Neil Druckmann was quoted as saying, we don't use the word fun around the office or whatever. But, like, it's fun. It's really fun. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the game is awesome yeah. to play. And um, I don't know how into this sort of thing you are, but the notes and stuff? Yeah, I, I when I was Ellie, I read most of them. But after a while, I just... Right. There was a point in the middle where I really wasn't sure how I was feeling about the game, and I even stopped playing it for a bit. Um, right. Um, so I didn't bother. Yeah, I, I found some notes. You'd like open them, and it would be just like such a huge block of text. You'd be. Yeah, I, I read a, a, a lot of them. Yeah, I read most of them, and honestly, I don't. It's very rare that I would do that in a game. But the the way they set up the environment that that note is left in. Um, mm -hmm. And how you the environmental sort of storytelling is really cool. Yeah, it's incredible, and that that is a hook for me for sure. Sorry, what was the actual question? 
expectations before going in right. your thoughts so, on a sequel in general was announced? After the leaks and stuff, I did spoil it for myself and I didn't expect to like this game. Because, like you said, this, everyone was saying it was shit. And maybe that's a reason I like it as much as I do. Because I went Expectations in, make a huge difference. Yeah, I went in probably with lower expectations than you and came out liking it way more than you. Yeah. So... I'm a, I really want to just leave it for a few months. Yeah. And then maybe when the PS5 comes out or something, play it on there, play it with a... Yeah, you know, I definitely... Frame rate. If I am able to pick up a PS5, if it's not fucking £1,000, <laughs> then... Yeah, maybe I will. At PluffyFX us, the order of the story for me, I think that's the main issue. We kind of touched on that. I mean... Yeah, we were talking before we started recording. What can you really do? Yeah, with, I've, with I've, this I've exact been... this story, what Yeah, ever since I finished it, I've been just playing around in my head trying to think. Yeah. With with the pieces that are already in play, what would be a better way to it, present it that would be more satisfying? And I, I really think structurally there's not much you can do with, with what they've done here. Yeah, no joke. It has kept me up at night trying to think... <laughs> Like how? Yeah, because how you, you start changing things, and then you're like, "Well, that kind of fucks the whole story." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the theme and everything. I like, really think, had it not been spoiled, this would have been a game that would blow people, some people away. Just absolutely. Maybe that's the reason it's been so highly reviewed by critics because they maybe intentionally avoided spoilers and got this really unique experience. But at the same time, like. I've listened to a few of these like game journalist reviews and stuff and they they're just like vapid you 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 can't take away anything of substance because they are saying things like this is changing storytelling and gaming this is revolutionizing shit and it's like no like really describe what you're fucking talking about what 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 that means is the graphics are really good <laughs> or like yeah the cutscenes <laughs> are like the quality of a movie yeah, or like a really good TV show. No, I I I really appreciate that. Whereas, like Uncharted Four is just the most conventionally told story you could imagine. Mm -hmm. They actually did try and do something. That's the thing. Like I'll I'll always respect an ambitious story that yeah. fumbles and more than something that doesn't even fucking try. Yeah, definitely. It it doesn't stumble because it's poorly thought through. It it stumbles because it was really trying something it was being ambitious yeah so yeah at Harriso then a bunch of numbers says how Dunkey said it was good causing lots of people to completely change their opinions regardless of whether they'd actually played the game I guess people were expecting Dunkey to shit all over it um, yeah because he shat all over the first game when it first came out yeah but he um, came around on that didn't he eventually? yeah he did he played it on the PS4 it is much better on PS4. Yeah. Much better. I haven't actually played it on PS4, but I believe you. Um, <clears throat> I mean, it, it, the same thing happened when people were saying it was shit before it was out. People are very easily swayed by someone they respect. So anyway, I, wanna, I just want to peek into the dimension where it didn't leak and just see yeah. how people were reacting. Because I, I don't... I genuinely, like, I don't know. I don't know either, and I would like to watch this exact video in the reality where it wasn't leaked to see what we think. Yeah, it's because it's possible I, that, like, I really do not know what my reaction would have been. 
I imagine pretty similar because I, I well yeah I stand by the fact that like if a good movie is good then whether you have it spoiled or not it's still good like I had Fight Club ruined for me yeah but I, I feel like everyone has like, it was ruined for me before I well, yeah. So, or like The Sixth Sense as well like I, yeah I, I haven't even seen that movie so mm -hmm. but yeah I think it, uh, the same applies to games. It does... It is less exciting, and it does take an aspect away from it. But... Yeah, there were more surprises than I was expecting. Yeah, the, for the, sure. the way the leaks kind of reduced it into its, like, wiki form, effectively. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't really do it complete justice. It's just a lot messier than the first game. I think we can both agree on that. Yeah, for sure. But I do think it's... Yeah, if, if if anything is more um, impressive about it is is the structure of it. It's where it both falters and is kind of impressive. Where I haven't played a game where you, apart from I guess like Halo Two, which <laughs> yeah. where you're like playing both sides of a of a a conflict and you're kind of playing with that idea. I, I do really like that nugget, and you can see that that was clearly where they were like creatively motivated to explore the story through but yeah yeah it is it is quite messy it's no like godfather 2 or something like that another movie i haven't seen but yeah i mean people will always adjust their opinions depending on what people are saying you know it's like yeah. the the bigger your influence right Obviously, more people. Are well, so yeah, where did who who decided that? Because this is what happened when the, when I saw Joel died. I, sorry to go back to this, but this is such a point of contention for people. When Joel died, I kept asking myself, "Why does this bother me? What is it about him dying like this that is bothering me?" I want to like nail down what it is because, as we're basically everyone is in agreement with, no, no one cares that he dies. Like everyone knew that was it's the most fucking obvious story beat. A lot of people do care that he dies. Like they, no, no. I but guess no, it's, it's not that it's not that he dies. It's that he dies in the way that he dies right at the beginning of the game. Yeah. The thing is, The Last of Us One in my head. Maybe this is just a memory thing, but like that is so fitting for the world they've set up for Joel. To it's fitting, but at the same time, like when The Last of Us ended, I wanted more. When The Last of Us 2 ended, there's not much, like, I I really give a shit about seeing anymore. No, and I think that is sort of a statement. It's like The Last of Us Part 2. Like, so you don't think there's going to be a Part 3? I think... I mean, I, I, I probably said this exact thing about the first game at the time, but I think if they do do more, because, I mean, Sony's going to want more. This is the best-selling Sony mm. exclusive of all time. Um... If they do more, it will be new characters, or maybe even Abby and Lev. I don't know, man, because... Probably not after the re the reaction to this game, and there's no, like, story beat left with those two characters, no. so it wouldn't make sense, but I would imagine new characters, or... But at that point, it's like, it makes what, me what, sick what is to it? say, but maybe a prequel. Well, like a, a prequel set when... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they give you they give the fans what they want. You play as Joel, yeah, you uh, play as Joel and you play as Tommy, slaughtering children 
Women. Who gives a shit? Akim Joby says, talk about the comparisons that have been made of The Last of Us 2 and movies. If that mindset actually shows in the final product, i.e. the game forgetting that it's a game that needs to be interactive for its message to come through. Super confusingly written tweet, but I think what he's saying is kind of what we talked about. Yeah, with it being, I think it's worth asking the question, would it be better as a... But no. It's like a series or something. Um, sure, it's like a valid could, comparison. Yeah, because I noted down some revenge stories that we like, be it Old Boy, John Wick, Incredibles, Kung Fu Panda 2, Kung Fu Panda 2, Kung Fu Panda 2, Django Unchained, Godfather Part 2, Breaking Bad. They all have this kind of similar theme to it about, you know, revenge. Yeah. Um, they're not interactive in any way. No. They're just a story that's told the way they're told. And it, as as long as both the gameplay and the story support each other enough, that's absolutely. And I fine guess it's going to be down to you whether you going yeah. on a murderous rampage and then deciding not to follow through at the end. Yeah, and it's just like rings the or not. the uh, the dissonance of there's a part where Ellie gets stabbed by a tree, but right after that you can be shot thirty times, and as long as you put some tape around your arm, you're absolutely fine. At Soit Sparky says, thoughts of specific controversial elements, the ending, various twists, etc. We talked about Joel enough. The ending... I, I, I'm not quite sure I understand why the ending specifically is as hated as it is. Because she doesn't kill Abby. So is that what would make the story good? No. If, well, the way these people see it is... I've seen the argument... killed all these people including the other characters that you're introduced to. But then when it comes to actually... It's like, I think they think it's a bit late for her now to stop. So basically what I was saying about it just seeming yeah. kind of hollow it's, and it's, strange. Well, this I, is the I thing, though, because you couldn't, you couldn't have a season of a show where every episode, the main character... Every episode is them like going through a place just slaughtering... Yeah, and then in the last episode they're like, "Well, you know what? This is bad." <laughs> and then go, home. "Yeah, I, I, I do understand why that is quite weird." Yeah, but at the same time, I, it's this thing of like, if 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 a, a theme is explored in a way that you find satisfying, yeah, that's it's hard the to thing. argue with. But it's at the same time, it's this whole thing people have with the like the, with the Last Jedi, quite frankly, where they feel like. The themes are above logical kind of character choices and, you know, that kind of thing. Where it, at a uh, top level, it's all about, like, thematic through line instead of, yeah, know, the, the, the characters and them staying and seeing and exploring what you'd expect them to do. But, like... I, I think because of the story that... Or the, the, like, the, the world that the story is based in you can really forgive, like, killing someone in that world is totally different to killing someone right now. Like, there's way less weight to killing someone in that world. Mm -hmm. It just happens all the time. Yeah, I don't think... Like, there's, there's almost too much emphasis being put on the the act of killing Abby being important. 
The, the important point is her deciding that this has to end now. And yeah, the, 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 the point is that she forgives Joel again. Like, she's again, bre she's breaking the cycle, you know, the cycle that you can project like anything in your life to, where it's, it's marking a point where you're sick of the torment and you want it to end, so you're doing something proactive by going against what you have been... Like the mindset you've been trapped in, yeah. you're breaking it, and I understand that it's like a powerful thing for a character to go through, and, yeah, it, and it gives the journey a bit more weight in like the kind of dramatic sense. But, yeah, but it, it but, does bother me, man. The the countless murdering. It, it, I think it is just the brutality and violence of it. I can't empathize with a world that bleak. I think I you just have to to try and imagine yourself in a world that bleak. I think the like. Sure, Ellie kills a lot of people, but if she stayed at home, she might have ended up having to kill a lot of people. If she'd... She might have just fucking gone for a walk and ended up having to kill fucking six people. That's what I mean, but if you're trying to tell an empathetic story in a universe that is so fucking nihilistic... Yeah. It, it is... It is clumsy. I, I, that's I think that's, that's why doing a sequel, it's really bloody hard. Mm-hmm. To come up with something that would work in that universe, and yeah. It, yeah, that that first game really felt like everything was designed around this one story. The universe that it's set in isn't that flexible. Yeah, I'm still cool with it. Though. Let's end on this one then from at Nauti88 who says thoughts on the first game for comparison. We've mentioned it a couple of times, but I really like the story of the first game. Yeah, uh, I think it's a, a nice. I think it's the perfect length too, which this game isn't. I think it's too long. Um, but yeah, I thought it was the perfect length. I thought it was paced really well. Um, music was really good. The, just the beats. It, music is something we haven't really talked about, but music in the first game was so much better than the second. I one. don't know what happened with the music yeah, in this game. It's like they just decided to not use it, and th there's a few moments where they sort of call back to stuff from the first game, and it really is quite powerful. Mm -hmm. I was I was expecting some new compositions though, or something, some new some new moments because there are so many in the first game that like really punch, and you remember them like that yeah. opening. Um, it just seemed a lot more present. I don't know if they they just couldn't get the guy to I, work in the same capacity or, or what it was. I don't know if it was just a thing of... Um, the, the first game is undoubted, undoubtedly more hopeful. So the, the only real music you get in this one is um, just like... Ooh, ooh, like, like your heart beating. Yeah. Just like a, a throbbing sort of sound. Yeah, well, um, uh, Druckmann said the yeah, first game's about first love. The game's about love. The second game's about hate. About hate, yeah. Which, again, is something that does kind of come through because it is a pretty hateful game. Yeah. But it, him saying that is so reductive of his own story. Mm hmm. Stories. Yeah, it's it's not just about hate. It's about the, the the grayness of something like that in a universe where there are basically no rules. And yeah. It's like where do you where when is enough enough? You know. Yeah. In, in the depravity, when do you draw the line?
And as of recording this, so uh, it has a 94 meta score. Do you agree with that? No. So this game isn't as good as they say. Yeah. But also, if you read the uh, the viewer, yeah, the, the user score, the user score, sorry, uh, from 104,000 ratings is a 4.9. Also wrong. So this game isn't as good as they say. This game isn't as bad as they say. This game is just as they say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess this game is as they say. Wait, no. No, because that doesn't work. Because then you can just choose either one of them, both extremes. Um, this game is. They say. This game is they say. Thanks for watching. <laughs>